Gaisa Radio where you are family. I'm Rion and we are talking about sextortion today. Now social media law experts and private investigators warn that online sextortion or blackmailing is becoming a major concern in South Africa. The men who have sex with men communities specifically seem to be targeted. Now during the past week several men have made contact with Gaisa Radio complaining about a man named Jade who is soliciting their numbers and explicit videos and pictures on apps like Grindr and Facebook. He seems to at first groom people for a day or two then suddenly say hey I want some money from you or I'm going to post your images online. So this person goes out he starts talking to you. Number one. Number two, he starts asking you for dick pics, wank pics, uh, full body length pics of you wanking, erecting, having sex, whatever. So this man turns around then, uh, shortly after he talked to you, uh, he deletes his grinder profile. In my case, this is what happened. Basically, then... Um, he asks you for a telephone number or contact number because it's easier to ch chat on WhatsApp, which I've done. And two days later, this person, Jade, contacted me. Uh, I was told that my pictures will be put on social media, Facebook. And so he wants money in exchange. So what I basically did is, look, I'm not afraid of who and what I am. And what I stand for. And I'm not afraid of what my dick looks like. So by the end of the day, I took more pictures and I sent him more pictures. But then I phoned him and I said to him, okay, now I'll expose you for who you are. In my case, I went to Vodacom. Long story short, went through the whole rigmarole. Vodacom told me I had to go to the police to make a case. So the evidence that I had, so in other words, my dick pics, my body pics, I have to put into the case file. Whereafter, I have to go then back to Vodacom. And Vodacom then will look into it. Listen carefully. Look into it. No guarantees. So because the other person's uh, privacy also has to be respected. So you know what? The police is not going to help us. MTN is surely, Vodacom, uh, Celsi, call it what you may, is not going to help us. We will have to start pulling together. We will have to expose these people. Put them out there. By now one should think that most people are aware of these common cons. Yet, it seems many users still fall for these glaringly obvious scamming attempts. To Gaysay Radio's knowledge, around 16 men have fallen victim to attempted extortion attempts during the last week. Can you tell me a little bit what happened? Well, the guy asked me to um, start taking pictures, and then eventually he said, "No, he needed to watch them, needed to see my face while I masturbate." And so I started sending him pictures, but he sent pictures, but I don't think it was his real picture because whenever he sent pictures, it was like he was also doing it. And then later that day, what's name, he turned around and said to me, yeah, but if I don't give him money, then he's going to blackmail me and he's going to post all of my stuff on Facebook. Did you eventually give him in to give him any money? No, I eventually turned around and said to him, you know what, you can blackmail me as, as much as possible because 
whatever you're going to post on Facebook, it's not like my family and my friends don't know. And then eventually you watch them, he didn't uh, reply. And then two days later, he turned and said to me, I'm giving you time until the end of the week to give me money. And I said to him, listen, you, you can do whatever you want to. I'm not going to give you a cent. How much money was it that he wanted? He wanted four and a half grand um, at first. And then the price obviously went up as as he uh, went along. But I, it stopped at about 10,000 rand. And I just never gave in to the fact that I wasn't going to give this man money because I know that, you know what, he was, in any way, if he was going to post something on Facebook like that, it was going to be blocked by the administrators of Facebook. So I never gave in, but it just violated my own privacy. What advice would you give to people who end up in the same scenario as you did? Well, I would simply say that when somebody requests for you to uh, take a photo or um, a video of yourself masturbating, I would simply say don't ever show your face in it because the chances of him then getting a hold of you or them getting a hold of you to blackmail you are so much so much the less because then he doesn't really have a a hold on you because he doesn't have a face pick of you. He simply has only a body pick and a body pick doesn't mean anything to somebody because there's no face involved. Oh, well, I spoke to this person on Tinder and everything seemed fine. So we exchanged phone numbers to speak on WhatsApp. And then things looked strange because uh, I introduced myself, the person introduced myself and then suddenly on the phone, there was these pictures. And he said, okay, well, please reply. So I replied and then got a message saying, okay, I'll reply when you send me your pictures. So the next day I got on the way to work a greeting. Hello, how are you? Hope you have a good day. Fine. And I'm sitting in the traffic and I get to work and suddenly comes this message from the same person that I'm now going to post all your pictures and videos on Facebook with and expose you so that you can lose your job and whatever. And it had in this message screenshots of my Facebook pages. So basically, I said, oh, um, (laughs) I have a weird way of, um, how can I say, responding. So I said, ouch. And then came the message, you only have a few minutes and you have to do what I say right now or I will post it and it's counting down and all of that. And then, he said, then I said to this person, um, okay, how much do you want? He said, 12,000 rand. So I said, well, I don't have 12,000 rand. Well, make me an offer comes comes the um, reply. And I say, well, I can't offer you more than 250 Rand. And he says, oh, well, now I need at least 800 Rand. And this is now going to be on your Facebook page in a matter of minutes you speak to me. And so I basically just said to this person, okay, I see you blackmailing me. And I'm aware of the fact that this is against the law and that evidence given on social media is permissible in court. And then I stopped speaking to this person. The, the, the pictures that he asked for, uh, uh, did it, uh, was it nude pictures? Did it include your face? 
Well, he wanted the facial picture and the facial picture that includes a nude picture. So it's not a nude picture. It's a nude picture, picture connected to the face. And a video. In that minute when he started threatening to you, how did you feel? Well, I, I kind of felt quite panicked and victimized. And, uh, oh, what am I going to do now kind of thing? Because this is not something that one wants to have on in a public arena. I mean, this is quite embarrassing. And I've just started a new job. So it's a bit quite stressful. And you haven't heard from the person since the last conversation? No, I haven't, but I have blocked that person. I have blocked this person from the phone. What do you think we can do to prevent something like this um, from happening to other people? Well, I think everybody needs to, the moment they uh, discover a fake profile, make it widely known. That's the first thing. Second thing that I think is that uh, be very suspicious of profiles which actually give you a phone number. You know, I, I think something like a phone number is, Information that is not just given on a profile. You need to first speak to this person and discuss it. And then if you see there's a connection, then maybe consider exchanging phone numbers. Um, and, yeah, I don't know what else I can think. But I think the best, best thing to do is that everybody needs to know about who is this person that is basically um, threatening or everybody. And that person needs to be exposed. And I hope actually goes to jail or something. Gaysa Radio managed to obtain two numbers used by Jade and phoned them numerous times. He, however, failed to answer. Despite us leaving voice messages saying what he is doing is illegal, he was on Grinder again Saturday evening soliciting users. However, Jade is not the only person extorting money from people on the internet. Well, what happened was I was on Grinder and I uh, got this uh, message from somebody going, um, here's my WhatsApp number. I don't usually first respond to WhatsApps, but in this case I went, oh, okay, well, there's somebody keen, a few and far between, so let's WhatsApp. And then he became very demanding, um, wanted me to send a picture immediately, and, well, first of all, sent a few pictures of himself and a video, and then demanded pictures of me and a video. So I was busy, I don't have pictures, you know. Um, so... And I thought, why the urgency? Why must I do it now, 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 now? Go now and do it now to the bathroom. Go now. So I went to take a picture and I said, I'll send you a picture, but I won't send you a video because, you know, I don't want to come back on that. And then the next minute, it was an attack that I did not expect. Um, first of all, that uh, he wanted money from me uh, because he had published a list of all my friends on Facebook and threatened me saying that if I didn't pay him, he would send the picture to all my Facebook friends, which I giggled at because I think a few of my Facebook friends would love to see that picture. Um, and it's not a secret, you know. Um, anyway, so um, then I said no, and then he got very nasty, and I thought, well, I should just block him, um, which I did immediately, and I thought, no, maybe I shouldn't block him, and then I unblocked him, and I started driving a long thing back going, you know, I'm going to take this to the police and what, and then I thought, oh, Never mind. And I blocked him again um, and did not take it to the police because I just thought the effort required to that. And how would you find this person anyway? There's a picture of him on his on his profile uh, with a truck in it, but there's a, a street address. But you never know, you know, I, it's, it's well, at least not a street address. There was a number of a house. But um, so 
I think what was the most upsetting was the feeling of panic one goes through immediately, like, oh, fuck, what did I just do? Um, and it certainly has, has put the brakes on me of, of just freely sharing my pictures very quickly. Um, so, yeah, that was really a, not a nice experience. Did he arrest you afterwards, after you said no? In fact, once I blocked him on the WhatsApp, I got um, messages on... Um, you know, a text message because saying also you can block me wherever I will find you. And even if you don't have the money to pay, I will still publish it. And I said, oh, well, fuck, go ahead, do that. And I did put a little disclaimer on my Facebook going, if you do see a terrible picture of me, I do apologize. It's a, it's a problem. So, yeah, it has all those repercussions also. And I mean, if, if you're in the closet and somebody does that to you, you probably will pay eh? uh, and do whatever it takes. So, yeah, not a nice experience. Now, just put yourself in the shoes of the sextortionist. What would you do if a person sent you money not to release their images? You would keep asking them for more money and eventually more money and more. And that is indeed what happened to another victim. I met this one guy on a social network, put it that way. And um, uh, we were talking and then obviously started exchanging pics and everything like that. And little did I know he was saving these pics up to blackmail me. After a while, he just got silent and then started phoning me and telling me that um, uh, if I do not pay him, he will expose me, he will send the photos all over social media, he will go to my work and he will show the people and tell them that I was harassing him and sending these photos. And then at that stage, I was still a married man as well. And uh, he also then threatened to phone my wife. So obviously, um, I was totally scared and totally out of my wits. And uh, he demanded 5,000 Rand, which I eventually did pay. And uh, with the belief that he would now stop. But obviously, they get greedy. And about a week after that, he phoned me again. And he said to me, same story. And uh, I thought he sent me all the pics and they were destroyed. But obviously, he made copies. And uh, same thing, wanted 5,000 Rand again. Obviously, once again, I was in a total state, and I paid him a 5,000 Rand again. A week after that, again, he phoned, and he said he demanded some more money. And uh, up to that point, I said to him, look, yeah, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. You've taken all my savings. I've got nothing. And then he said, well, if you don't pay me, I'm going to go to your wife. I've got her number. He, uh, he accessed my Facebook account. He got everything, all my personal and then I said to him, okay, look, I'll just find out what I can do. And that at that point, I had a very good police friend and I went to him and he organized. And when the idiot phoned back again, he traced the call and everything like that. And in the end, they actually arrested him. He was prosecuted. He landed up in jail. But the whole experience was extremely harrowing. It was, I, can, I, I cannot tell you the stress that I went through at that, at that point and turned over into depression. It was quite hectic. And of course, I think some of the scars that will remain from something like this is in future, if anybody does ask you for pictures, I mean, you're going to think, oh my God, you know, isn't this going to be another case like that? Yeah, obviously, you know, you uh, you always think twice as soon as anybody asks for a pic, you, especially a friend that you only met on a social sort of uh, um stage, uh, then obviously you start thinking because you think back to what happened to you. So you're extremely scared of doing it again. 
How would you go about if something like that happens to you again now? How would you go about it? You know what? Uh, um, I would immediately stall him, not pay anything over immediately, and then follow the same route and go to the police immediately because, uh, um, you know what, they helped me and they were extremely, uh, how can I say, not, uh, not secretive, uh, they confidential about the whole thing. Uh, they understood it and everything like that. It's, we're living in a modern era at this stage. And also my friend here is also gay. So uh, obviously it, it wasn't a problem. So he organized the whole thing. But I'll definitely follow the same route. And I would advise anybody to do it because these people are out there ruining people's lives and scarring people for life. And it's totally, totally unnecessary. However, blackmailing is not the only way scammers make money from people using social media or dating sites. In some cases, people make online friends who need money and then very convincingly asks for more and more and more. Okay, well, I met the guy on an app called Tugo. We started talking and, you know, we hit things off quite well. Um, then he said to me he's coming through to visit me. Apparently his car broke. We ended up having a small argument over that. And afterwards, he was going to come through to come and visit me again. And then the car broke again. And he asked me, can I borrow him some money? He just wants to repair the tire. So obviously, I mean, 500 bucks for a tire is believable because that's roughly the price of a tire. So I sent him the money and then another excuse pops up and another excuse pops up. And yeah, that's basically how things started. And his excuses were valid every single time. Every excuse that he used was valid. Um, either he was phoned in to go to work because, you know, one of the staff members is sick or someone went home, they had a family emergency or, you know, there was a break-in at the, the employer's place or, you know, he's starting employment in a new company. He can't come and see me right now. He needs money for, you know, the move from the old apartment to the new apartment where I'm going to go and stay with him. Sends me pictures through of how the apartment looks, um, you know, how many rooms it has, talks to my mother, says to my mother, you know, I'm going to look nicely after your son and all of this and that. And this is a picture of our dog. And yeah, the, the excuses to, to cut a very long story short, um, each and every one was honestly very believable. I mean, it's, you, you can't comprehend until you actually in that situation because it's not something like I'm thumb sucking excuses. It's you, you, you can physically put yourself in the situation of, okay, that, ha that can happen to me or that can happen to me or that can happen to me. Um, where I actually started noticing, um, you know, things weren't kosher is when you ask him, you know, the company that you employed at, can I not maybe go and see you at work? Um, then the excuses start coming. Now I'm not allowed to get guests at work. And, you know, so, yeah, that's basically how I caught him out originally. Did you actually go to his work or phone his work where he claimed to be working? Yes, I, I did go to two of the companies. One was in Centurion, uh, very close to Centurion Mall in one of those small side streets. I asked the, the people who are there. They said to me they do have a guy matching the description that I gave with the name, um, but he wasn't currently in. And I left. And then he moved from employers from Centurion all the way to, what's that casino 
It's uh, Carousel Casino. Yeah. Um, then he started working there. He took pictures in his, his work uniform, you know, standing by the casino, inside the casino. And obviously, it's, it's almost the same clothes as the casino security guards wear. And how I actually found out that that was a lie is he got sick, um, apparently with pneumonia, and he almost died at work. And when I found his employers that side, um, nobody knew of him. So I ended up phoning the head of security, asking the head of security, listen, I'm looking for so-and-so person. He's been missing for about two days now. He said to me, he's employed at Carousel. And um, the head of security says to me, but we don't actually currently have any restaurants unless he's employed by one of the privately owned restaurants. But I'll quickly pop down and I'll go and, you know, inquire by all of the restaurants that, that's, in the carousel itself, which he then did. And then he got back to me and he said to me, I hate to break it to you, but there's no such person employed here. And clearly his pictures, uh, nothing was funny about the pictures. He looked on the same in all the pics. It's the same in all of the pictures. It's definitely his pictures that he used because the, the amount of pictures that I got was actually quite staggering, firstly. Secondly, um, it got to a point eventually when he said to me he doesn't like sending pictures because, you know, you keep doubting him or whatever the case may be because of the fact that he, he always has an excuse why you can't see him, why he can't come through. Um, for instance, he comes through and then apparently when you phone him, Metro is magically appeared behind him, pulled him over, given him a 5,000 rand fine for talking on the cell phone, which I ended up paying, by the way. I'm stupid me, but yeah. Um, how did you make these payments? Was it bank payments or how did he kind of get the money out of you? He actually didn't want me to make any bank payments um, due to the fact that I think it can be traced. He preferred if you send the money via, that time I was banking at FMB, so it was FMB's e-wallet. Alternatively, he preferred me to go to pep stores to pay him the money via um, pep stores, money send or cash send or however you want to pronounce that thing. Then they go through to an ATM, they punch in their details and to get any type of, of details from that, you need a court order from the court to, to obtain the details. Now this went out for a lengthy period of time. How did you eventually catch them out? Well, eventually it got to the point where we had a very huge argument because it was my birthday and, you know, it was arranged about three months in advance that he was going to come through on my birthday. And then when he came with a crap excuse, a lame excuse again, sorry for the language. Um, basically, I just said, you know what, now I've had enough. Then he says to me, no, but I have cancer. How can you leave me now? Um, because I was even paying for the cancer treatment. And the, the amount of research that this guy had to do is, is actually scary because you don't go and thumb suck, you know, medical terms out of your name, drugs, medical drugs that you use for treating those specific, you know, symptoms just off the internet. Do you think that you were the only so person it, that he, he took for a ride like that? No, I definitely highly doubt that. Um, I did notice he was talking to other guys and the one out even said to me, but you guys aren't even together, so I don't know what, what's your story. I mean, then I said, okay, we're not together, but, you know, he asked me, he wants to get married and all of that nonsense. So how can you say we're not together? I mean, you have the physical proof, black on white, 
How do you feel about what happened? Uh, to be honest with you, first off, at myself for allowing it in the first place, um, for being stupid enough to to fall for something like that, and it it actually does make you doubt your fellow man in the sense of when someone comes to you now with a story, you just don't believe them anymore. That's so sad. Yeah, you know, you try and work on your issues, but after you've gone through a year of someone blatantly lying, I can almost say to your face, because if, if like now, how I'm talking to you directly, a person can lie to you so convincingly that, you know, there, there's absolutely no doubt in your mind. I mean, who can you blame? You can't blame the other guy for taking you for an idiot. You can only blame yourself. In another method, the engagement between the victim and the criminal can be interrupted by a child appearing on the screen during the sex act. What happens after this is the parents then start threatening the victim, blackmailing him for money, saying that he is a pedophile and charges will be pressed against him at the police station. In some cases, people who appear to be minors pretend to be older, then solicit the pictures and then blackmail people themselves, kind of revealing their actual age. This is what happened to some other victims. What happened is um, I'm fairly good with computers, you know, and, and with the internet. At some stage, I did web development and so on. So I'm, I'm fairly clued up of you know, how things get set up on, on a web page and so on. What happened was this friend of mine, well, an acquaintance, a guy that I know, yeah, he uh, one day contacted me and he was in dire straits. And I said to him, well, what's wrong? And he said to me, no, he's being blackmailed. Uh, they want 10,000 rand from him, or otherwise they're going to expose his nude photos on the, on the internet, you know. And then I was quite shocked. I thought, oh, <laughs> nude photos, you know. I know him. He's a decent guy. Um, he's in his mid-20s. Um, and I said to him, well, listen, listen, relax. What's happening? So he said to me, what happened was he was invited to a WhatsApp group, you know, and he's looking for a lady friend, a girlfriend. And then this lady then started chatting him up, you know. Now, this whole incident didn't happen like in a day or two. It, it, it took, took a while. And they were chatting and, you know, saying good night and good morning and stuff like that. Then what happened, they started exchanging photos. You know, she said, oh, send me a photo of you. He sent a photo and she sent a photo. She was a very young, <clears throat> very young girl. Uh, but, but she seemed quite mature, you know. Um, and uh, then eventually they then started. Now, she then started, or the other person, obviously not her, uh, then sent, started sending explicit photos and then nude photos. So then in return, you know, the conversation went, please return, you know, well, send me a half naked photo and then a full naked photo and stuff like that. Then what they did is they then uploaded these photos of him onto a website um, like Instagram. It's not Instagram. It's a website where you place photos, you know. Mm -hmm. Then they sent him a link and he opened the link and bang, there's all these photos, you know. And they said he had to pay 10,000 rand being paid into a cell phone account. You know, you, you can now send money to a cell phone account. You don't need a bank account. So he couldn't trace it. So I said to him, listen, relax. Whatever you do, don't pay the money. Give me all the details. Send me the links. Uh, give me the details. So I started looking. And I started backtracking. 
and I could see what site it went on. I then registered an account there. I could find the person that was doing it. Couldn't find much information though. And then I noticed it was a private link. Because the terms of service of this specific site, no pornography, no nude photos, nothing. And then, um, uh, well, what happened was I then saw, okay, now this is a private thing, this is a scam. So I said to him, listen, don't worry, not a problem. Uh, it's a private little, um, it's a private uh, a web address. Only you can see it, the, you and those who's got it. If you go and look on the internet, you're not going to find it. I couldn't find it. I went and searched, I couldn't find his photos. So this was behind a private account. Well, he, you know, he, he was in a state. I then had to go to his house. I went to his house. I went to his house. And uh, I said, listen, sit down. Go into his computer. And I proved it to him. I said, listen, yeah, look, yeah, we're not going to find your photos. And we didn't. We honestly didn't. And I said, but if you put in this specific URL that is directed to your photos, which, which was a, a little file that obviously created a private file, I said, then you can find it. I said, they are not going to um, make this public because on this specific site, you're not allowed to do that. You, you understand? Mm -hmm. But the, the other scary thing of it, which we also noticed, you know, when he came to his senses, when he started relaxing, I said to him, listen, look at these photos. And you know, Rian, I'm honestly telling you, this was a very young girl. She was about 16 or 17, um, you know, which was exposed in this way, which this makes a double-edged sword. Because, you know, now, you know, they, 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 they introduced you to, to, to child pornography because that's what it is, and then they also scam you. Yeah. But yeah. that's happening more and more with child pornography where people actually do that and they, they yeah. kind of blackmail yeah. people. And, and and you know what's 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 the other thing that, that, that I said to him, you know, which was scary. Now, listen, yeah, if you know what you're doing, you can trace any person on the internet. Any. I one day went to Google, I went to my computer, and I took my IP address. You get a public IP address. I copied and pasted that into Google, and I promise you, I found myself two houses away from where I live. Wow. Two houses with a picture. A part of the house where I stayed was in the picture, but although it was two houses away, it was a broad picture. I couldn't believe it. And I said to him, this is the danger. That, 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 that. And at that stage, I didn't know about this phishing scam. They called it phishing. You know, and I said to him, listen, okay, obviously we've deleted anything, everything. I mean, I don't want, you know, myself involved with crap like that. This is not the kind of person I am, not the kind of person he is. But yes, he was blackmailed. And let me tell you one thing, he was in a state, honestly. I think that's the other thing when something like that, that happens, you know, people don't think straight. They go with an impulse and they normally just pay the money to get rid of the people. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, there was a program on, on, on Alice here, you know, just after this happened, strangely enough, this program came up, you know, and they discussed the whole thing there. And it's a scam. It's an absolute scam. People do pay the money. They were actually people phoned in and said, oh, I paid the money, you know, and stuff like that. You know, at the end of the day, I said to my friend, I said, 
You don't do this. You do not send nudes. Finished. One guy on the radio station said that um, he was also scammed like that. And I also said to my friend, listen, you can be rest assured, your photos are going to be posted somewhere on the internet. It's a fact. This guy said he did a search of himself because, you know, in Google, you can now put a photo. He found three pornographic sites, gay porn, porn, porn sites, with his photo on. Oh, my gosh. You know? <laughs> you know? There's no name or anything. It's just a, a picture, you know, of you nude and, and whatever and whatever it's sent. Obviously, they then also sell these pictures. So somewhere along the line, your picture is going to be found on the internet if you send nude pictures. It's a fact. So the best advice here is don't send nude pictures. You know what? No. No. You don't send any on, on any electronic advice, uh, device, a phone, a computer, WhatsApp, whatever the program, um, you know, Facebook or whatever. You do not send it in private. And obviously, don't send it in in the public. And it's a problem. I mean, at the moment, there's a problem with child trafficking in South Africa, and um, they've actually asked people, please take all the photos of your children off, because they they trace your IP address and they can trace you where you are, in which town you are, and stuff like that, and they can actually find you via a picture and an IP address. It's really, really very dangerous. It seems that the blackmailers carefully create their profiles to target victims. They do their homework thoroughly so they can target the right people. However, while at a first glance these profiles may seem like any other, there are a few things you can do to really check if they are legit. Angie Bolinaro from the social media company had this to say. Sextortion is a form of online blackmail. There have been several cases of extortion in South Africa recently, leading the authorities to believe that there may be syndicates operating in the country that uh, perpetrate these crimes. What typically happens is that you'll meet a person online through social media platforms or dating apps, and after chatting for a while and winning your trust, nude pictures or videos are requested, after which the victim is then threatened with the distribution of the pictures or videos to friends and family or to the public at large. This usually happens once the conversation has moved to a different platform. Say you've started chatting on WhatsApp, then a person will request that you send these pictures or videos along. Once the pictures or videos have been sent along, a sum of money is requested or demanded by the person who is the perpetrator of this, this extortion. They request that the money be transferred to them or otherwise they threaten to make the, the, the content public, whether that be to employers, to family members, to friends or just to any member of the public. This is starting to become increasingly more common in South Africa, but if you find yourself the victim of this form of blackmail online, there are certain things that you can do. If you realize that the person you've been chatting to is now busy blackmailing you with the content you, you sent along, first of all, stop any contact with this person. Block the person on all the platforms that you've used to chat to them. Um, do not chat to them any further. 
make sure that you take screenshots of the conversation that you've had thus far so that you have the evidence of what is happening with you. Don't get a fright and suddenly delete everything. Take screenshots, make sure that you have evidence of what has been happening. Then do not pay any money that has been requested. Once you start paying money to someone who is blackmailing you in this way, requests for money will not stop. People see this as an easy way to to blackmail people because of our inherent um, shame around, you know, nudity and that kind of thing, and what that what effect that might have on the way people perceive us. So, do not heed any requests for money, even if you are very afraid that this this content may, might become public. Do not heed any requests for money. Um, just stop contact immediately. Take screenshots and stop contact with this person immediately. If the person keeps contacting you, then you should consider uh, contacting the authorities, the police, um, give them the information that you have and um, they might be able to actually get to the heart of these syndicates that are operating. Of course, the big thing is that we don't always know exactly who we're chatting to when we chat to them online. So a good thing to prevent this from happening might be to try to meet up with a person in real life before you send any compromising pictures or videos to, to someone. If you prefer not meeting up with them in real life, uh, try to um, coerce them into having a video call, whether that be a, a WhatsApp video call, um, a chat on Skype, um, on any of the online platforms, just to see exactly who you're chatting to and to set your mind at ease when you send content that might be dangerous if it's exposed. So make sure who you're chatting to before you send these images or videos along and also, when you send the images or videos along, try to protect your identity while doing it. Do not include your face. Um, do not include anything that might identify you. Um, because this will always be doing the rounds. That's the fact of the matter. But you can protect yourself by protecting your, your privacy as much as you can. Of course, privacy is a relative term in the age of the Internet. And nothing is really completely private. So once you start chatting to someone and there is some kind of connection and you would like to be more intimate with them without actually being intimate in real life, um, just consider who you're chatting to. Like any form of blackmail, these perpetrators um, thrive on the fear of their victims. Do not be afraid, do not get a fright, do not delete any evidence and do not respond to any requests for money. If you do find yourself caught up by one of these scams, don't panic. There are people that can help. Report any incidents to the police's Crime Stop service immediately. The service is available 24 hours a day to anyone who wants to report criminals and their activities by telephone. You may choose to remain anonymous. When calling 86 a Crime Stop Center call agent will note the available information and will provide you with a secret code number for future reference. JSA Radio, you are family. I'm Rian, and uh, that was our chat about internet stalkers. So the moral of the story seemed to be here. Be savvy, and if you do have an urge to send dick pics, don't be stupid and include your face.